And welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, how's it going, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. Just uh, you know, enjoyed uh, enjoying my weekend. Uh, my weekend actually started yesterday, so uh, for Easter weekend. So I, I just been been laying laying low and and relaxing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a little bit of a bittersweet weekend for us Tide fans, and mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about that here in just a few minutes. But real quick, today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. Of course, the Final Four is going on right now, so uh, we're nearing the end of March Madness as we begin April and Final Four and all that going on right now. So head on over to betonline.ag to place all your bets. Whether it's, It don't have to be just on the Final Four. It can be on the NBA. Major League Baseball has started up. Opening day was just a couple days ago. So you, make sure you make all those bets on betonline.ag, whether it's parlays, or just betting against the spread. You can even bet on reality TV on betonline.ag. So make sure you head over to betonline.ag and sign up today, and you will receive a 50% welcome bonus. All right, Jake, as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, uh, kind of a bittersweet weekend for us here as Alabama Crimson Tide fans. Uh, of course, we're talking about the passing of of Luke Ratliff, the, the, the Tide super fan, you know, kind of most notably known for – leading Crimson Chaos there in, in Coleman Coliseum and, and even on the road. Uh, just just sad news, just 23 years old as he passes away, you know, with complications from COVID and just a, just a sad time, uh, especially here around Easter and, you know, as we celebrate life and the resurrection and all that. Now we're, now we're kind of, you know, taken back at how fragile life truly is here on earth and, uh, Jake, I, I know, you know, we never did meet him, but of course, interactions on Twitter and seeing him on <laughs> during basketball games, uh, it kind of felt like you knew him. It's just a, it's just a real sad day. Yeah, man, it is. Like, like you mentioned, uh, we never got to meet uh, Luke personally, um, but from what I do know, of the guy, and, and from what I've seen for people who have been around him, he would light up a room and. And that was just his his you know, his personality, and and the way he loved Alabama basketball. I mean, he he's been there for a a long time, bleeding the Crimson Chaos, and and I mean anything that that he did, they followed him uh, in that little group there at the basketball games. He would put out you know what to wear, you know where to what time to be there, everything, and and they rallied around him and. You know, I hate that that he you – know, well, I don't hate it because this last season that the basketball team had was for him. I'm glad he got to experience that. I wish he got to experience it more by going to the Elite Eight, Final Four, whatever, more. But but just the, the guy himself, Luke, was just awesome. And, and the Crimson Tide family lost a big piece when, you know, yesterday uh, when we learned about his passing. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. You know, I, I think one of the reasons that uh, Luke kind of resonated with with the Crimson Tide fans from from all walks of life and all age groups is because he kind of embodied uh, the the Alabama basketball fan. And when I say that, I mean the true Alabama basketball fans. He was that embodiment. Just his his love for the team, for the program, and 
uh, how much he wanted the team to succeed. And even when they didn't, he was there to support them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he just kind of embodied the, the true Alabama basketball fans. And I think that's why he had, you know, such an impact on, on all of us. And, uh, you know, that a lot of people, you know, talk a lot of negativity about social media and there's plenty of negative stuff there. But uh, when you think about what Luke did, most of it was because of social media there on Twitter. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that just shows that there can be good and things like that. So just, you know, I'm really at a loss for words still. Uh, and it's been about, you know, 24 hours or so, a little over that since we've, you know, the news kind of broke of, of, of his passing and, uh, it's just it's a hard pill to swallow obviously we lift up his family and his his close friends up in prayer and we're really thinking about them in the days to come and uh just truly sorry for their loss but uh you know i I don't think that he would you know like i said i don't know him personally but i don't think he would want us sulking right now i think he would want us celebrating you know the life that he did have and, and the impact that he did make yeah, and, and I, I read uh, somebody's thoughts on Twitter today, and, and I loved it, but uh, they said, I cannot remember who said this, and I apologize, but uh, they said that, that Luke has gotten half of heaven uh, excited about Alabama basketball for next year. So, you know, that's just the guy he was. He got everybody excited and uh, for the team and all that. Yeah, and, and a lot of classy comments from from opposing coaches like Bruce Pearl and Tom Crean and, uh, you know, this, this folks around the SEC in general, you know, kind of lifting up Luke and the entire, you know, Alabama basketball community. And, you know, uh, Brian Hodgson, the assistant coach, you know, he started to go fund me around 10 o'clock this morning, and it's already at $41,000. Wow. Uh, just that, that, that right there just shows – the kind of impact that Luke had on the Crimson Tide family. And uh, just, it really is a sad day. But like I said, we want to celebrate the good things that Luke did. And that was obviously obvious that he, he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. And uh, if you hadn't had a chance to check out Cecil Hurt's article that he published first thing this morning, kind of remembering his friend Luke, uh, I, I really encourage you to go check that out. I know that, I know that's promoting another website and all that stuff, but uh, I, I respect Cecil Hurd. He's obviously one of the greatest, you know, journalists of, of all time, and we have him there in Tuscaloosa. So I just wanted to give that a shout out because it, it was it was beautifully written and uh, it was simple and to the point and just well done by Cecil Hurd. And I, I wanted to make sure that everybody knows about that and heads over there to to check that out. Absolutely, man. Well, you know, like we said, we're not gonna we're not gonna sulk too long here. We're not gonna. Uh, obviously, we're we're saddened by the news, but we do want to to celebrate a little bit about what Luke meant to this fan base, and we we wanted to do that the first few minutes of this episode and kind of get that off our chest a little bit. You know, it's it makes things better when you can kind of talk about you know, the things that are happening in your life. And uh, like I mentioned, the the GoFundMe that that coach set up just shows the, the kind of love and uh, kind of appreciation that the Alabama fans had for Luke and, and the joy that he had for the for the basketball team. Yeah, and, man, it's, it's sad, but like you said, we've got to move on, and, and that's what we plan on doing. 
Yeah, we're and, and that's what Luke would want us to do. And uh, you know, here we're, we're going to take another break here in just a second to hear from another one of our sponsors. And, and after that, we're going to talk a little bit about spring practice. And uh, we're recording this on Saturday night, so uh, this will probably be coming out on Monday. But uh, so we've had some few a few practices and, and obviously a scrimmage, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first. I want to tell you a little bit about our new sponsor, Canaan. Uh, you know, <laughs> Canaan offers great sunglasses. And I don't know about you, Jake, but, you know, I, I can't help but lose sunglasses, <laughs> break sunglasses, all the above. And, you know, I, I think Canaan, what separates the, those guys is they, they exclusively make their sunglasses with polarized lens, lenses for optimal clarity. You know, they're made – with Japanese optics that make their lenses both, you know, clearer, lighter, stronger. And then also on top of that, they are Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So use the exclusive co code we have here with believe, you know, Canon cast 15. That's K A E N O N C A S T 15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair of Canon products canaan clearly the best speaking of the best jake uh we have the best football program in the country <laughs> yep. and they are how about how you like that segue there from the hat to the <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> that uh that's professional right there let me tell you that's right, that's right. <laughs> but uh you know spring practice has been going on for a couple of weeks they have their first scrimmage yesterday and you know, it like most Alabama football stuff, and even more so with COVID, not a lot has has come out. But we have heard some few things, uh, a lot of good things about Bryce Young in regards to the scrimmage. Uh, I've heard that he threw four touchdown passes uh, in the scrimmage yesterday. I heard that, you know, guys like Jalen Moody on the defensive side of the ball uh, was making plays. Some of the young receivers are making plays. Uh, Jake, just kind of from the things that you've heard, what has stuck out uh, and what is something else that you may be looking forward to uh, the remainder of spring? Um, I, yeah, I've, uh, I didn't get to – I don't think any, much of us did get to watch the spring practice. or So we, we've had to look it up and, and hear what other people have said. But, uh, you know, Coach, uh, he I, – I think this is for the spring practice, but he made – he called out the uh, the receivers and – you know, he said nobody, maybe John Mechie is all that could be a first-round uh, top player, top talent. And, I mean, that's that's a challenge that I want to see going forward, how the how the receivers respond. But uh, another thing on the defensive side, I've been reading like crazy, and, it, and it's, it's uh, awesome to see, but Will Anderson is still a beast on, on the – as a linebacker and uh, – and they and they're saying that that he may become more of a vocal leader this year, and that's crazy to think about with him only being a sophomore. You know, he him being a vocal leader and and all that, but that's great to see. Um, and another thing is, uh, we had to replace three of the five offensive linemen, I do believe. And um, you know, them they said that there's a coach said there's a lot to work on there, but there's a lot of talent. So I want to see how they how they develop this spring and include, and then moving on to fall camp. If they may, they may be, be tweets and stuff they like to work on, especially the first couple of games of the year, but I think they're going to be all right. Yeah. The, that's one of the, 
and when I say concerning, it's not a huge concern because it is just spring practice. But, you know, guys like Emil Echior are out right now for spring. Uh-huh. Pierce Quick. So there's a lot of shuffling going on along the offensive line. Uh, and then, you know, when you do that and you, you go to you go to scrimmage, uh, maybe the continuity is not quite there, the chemistry along the offensive line. And, you know, that's a big part of playing offensive line is, you know, being in good communication with one another. So I worry about that. And then that, that would also, you know, have, have an effect on the quarterback play as well. Because if, you know, we, everybody knows if the protection is not what it should be, even – you know, in a non-contact scrimmage for the quarterback, it, it throws off timing. It can throw off, you know, a lot of things. So that that's something to look forward to. And, of course, we'll have A-Day here, you know, in a week. So uh, that is something that we'll get to see a little bit of and, and how how that offensive line has gelled with all the, the mix-ups and all the, you know, shifting around they've done along that offensive line. But, you know, the, what spring is, it, it's a great opportunity uh, to do a lot of crossover training for, for different positions, you know. Uh, and, and I know that we talk about the Sam linebacker, the Will linebacker, the Mike linebacker, the Jack linebacker and all that. And, and I think that a lot of people have been talking lately that, that we've kind of simplified things, especially on defense, where now it's, you know, everybody kind of learns the, the other side of their position. So, and it's not just a, a Will and a Mike, it's a, a left and a right. Right. So now, you know, not only is Jalen Moody learning to be the Mike, he's going to learn to be the will. And Christian Harris is going to be the will and the Mike and, uh, and, and vice versa and all that, all that. So, you know, there, we're going to have a, a boundary corner. We're going to have a field corner, but they're going to, you know, both Josh Job's going to know both those positions. Uh, so a lot of crossover training in springtime. Uh, a lot of the young guys get to get in and, and kind of, get their feet wet and, and learn the system. Uh, so it's really just about learning is what spring is about. You're not, you're not really going to, you know, as fans and we're not really going to learn a lot about the team uh, from spring because it's, it's very uh, scheduled and, you know, everything is, is planned out, you know, by the coaching staff. And that, that, that includes scrimmaging. I heard the scrimmage was, was about 65% pass plays and, and 35% running plays. So um, that makes a little more sense when you see that, that uh, Bryce Young, you know, threw for around four touchdown passes in the scrimmage and really had great command of the offense. But uh, and, and it makes me feel better. Now, this is something that you can you can kind of take away. If Young did have that type of day, and Saban was even, you know, kind of bragging on him in his own Saban way in this press conference after the scrimmage that, uh, <laughs> you know, he, that he played pretty well and it was in good command of the offense. And, you know, that's kind of saying a lot. Uh, you know, I mentioned the, the way they're mixing guys up up front. And, you know, there's no longer Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle out wide and that you kind of touched on. There's, you know, John Mechie's out this spring. He's not really doing a whole lot. So, uh, Young's having to throw to some guys that you know they're they're kind of fresh. So the fact that he's he's already performing at a, at a pretty good level is is very promising for for us Alabama fans, and we're certainly excited to see him uh, in the A Day game. Absolutely, another guy I want to touch on uh, talking about the wide receivers. Uh, they said Slay Bolden had a really good day. Um, he, he's pretty much the the sole or you know guy right now from uh, last year that's, that's uh, been practicing. Uh, I think Williams played a little bit last year, 
but uh, but you know he he got a lot of prominent time. Slay Bolden did so, uh, and Coach said he's played pretty pretty well so far this spring. Yeah, I'm I'm really anxious to see the receivers uh, in, in the spring game, and like I mentioned, we're not going to learn a ton a ton from from the scrim from the A day game. It's really just a scrim. It's a glorified scrimmage is all it is. It's scripted, uh, so. Uh, you you can't learn a ton, but it is it's a way to see. You'll see guys that are starting to to dial in the playbook and and knowing their assignments and understanding what they're supposed to be doing. That's really what you're going to have an idea of after that game. And uh, I am anxious to see the other quarterbacks besides uh, Bryce Young. You know, Paul Tyson and Jalen Milrow. Uh, you know, I think both of those guys, from what I gathered. Didn't quite have the day that that Bryce Young had, but uh, you know maybe the, the you know they're not used to the pressure. Uh, and I know Bryce didn't really play a ton of valuable uh, reps last season, but he you know he did get to see the field in a college game. Neither one of those other guys have yet, so right. I think that I think that does make a little bit of a difference. Uh, and then on the defensive side of the ball, Jake, I, I'm telling you, the more I look at that that depth chart. I know we don't really have a depth chart. That's kind of a bad word if you ask Nick Saban. But I look at the roster on the defensive side of the ball. Jake, we have a chance to be scary good on that side of the ball. And I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, that that come into play. Uh, defensive line, veteran guys mixed in with guys like Tim Smith and Jamil Burroughs. Don't forget about Payne, Damon Payne, who's going to be coming in later. Or he may be already there. I can't remember if he's an early enrollee or not. It, I slipped my mind, but uh, dude, talent all over the place on that defensive side of the ball. It's silly good. And you got to remember that uh, Malachi Moore is also out this spring as well, so he's not playing right now. But we know how good he is from from last year, and you know he he's going to be really good. But you know that secondary, you know um, Kool Aid, uh, they they've been talking about him as well. Uh, he's progressing well, as Coach said. So. I mean, that secondary is deep, and that might be probably the, the deepest secondary we've had in a long time in Alabama. Yeah, it really is, and uh, I'm really excited to see the defense. And, uh, I, you know, we've talked about it a lot on this this podcast, how defense is not going to be what it was 10 years ago. Uh, but this defense could have a chance to be pretty close to what it was 10 years ago uh, under Nick Saban. So I'm really excited about this group. Uh, I'm excited about the offensive players as well. They just have a little more to prove than what what we do on the defensive side of the ball. So, really exciting stuff happening right now. Uh, I'm excited to see the A day game next week. I, it is next weekend, right, Jake? I'm man. This dude, I, I work a weekend shift for those who don't know. So, like my I, I get confused on dates all the time right now. So, uh, but I do believe it is next Saturday. So, we're looking forward to that. Um, uh, it's the seventeenth. 17th? Okay, yeah. so it's two weeks. Two weeks from yeah, today. Two weeks, yeah. Right, see, see what I mean, guys? Don't trust me on dates. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, hey you, when you work hard like we do, it, right. it, it will slip your mind for sure. <laughs> yeah, so don't don't hold me to that. It's not next Saturday. It's the 17th. <laughs> yeah, All right. Uh, yeah. Jake, you got anything else you want to add on, on spring practice real quick? Uh, just it's excited to see the guys back on the field. Um Going to going to be really uh, interested if I don't even if I don't get to make it down there to T Town on a day 
just watching on TV to see what the guys bring. And, uh, man, it's it's crazy to think, but we're – I mean, we're just a few short months before football season starts off again. It's, it's insane. It really is, man. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things happening right now. Uh, you know, obviously – we're still thinking about Luke and his family and, and, you know, praying for those, those those folks that's really affected by that, that are close to him. So uh, one more, you know, shout out to those people that let them, let them know that we are thinking about them and praying for them uh, in this time of of grief and uh, certainly going to miss Luke and his, his Twitter posts and see him on the SEC network when album was on the hardwood. So going to miss you, Luke roll tide. And, uh, you know, we can't wait to see what this basketball team does. And you're part of what helped build this with Nate Oates and those guys. I, I hope I, – I know I know he he was kind of humble in that regard, but he was very important to what the culture of, of the basketball program and, and how it's changed over the last couple seasons. Absolutely. He's going to be missed by, by a lot of people, not only Alabama fans, but like you said, he's touched a lot of people around the world. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, this episode is brought, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head over there to make all your bets. Uh, the championship game is Monday night there in Indianapolis. So, you know, uh, right now UCLA and Gonzaga are heading to overtime as we record cool. this podcast. So, wow, interesting. So, yeah. it's, well, we don't know who's going to be in there yet. We we know Baylor's there after they beat the dogs not out of Houston today. So uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see who Baylor gets matched up with there on Monday night. But whoever they're playing, go to betonline.ag and place that bet. I mean, it's super easy, man. So, But uh, we're going to sign off now. Uh, make sure you follow us on, on Twitter, at Tide Talk Sports. I'm at Blackwood TTS. I'm at J. Thomas TTS. Hey, man, we got it right that time. Oh, man. First time for everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure you say a prayer for 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 Luke Ratliff's family as as they go through this grieving time, and you know, give them a roll tide. And uh, until next time, everybody, roll tide. Roll tide.